right now. Let's talk TV. And Brooks Alexander is with me in the Auckland studio. Hello. Hello, hello. Nice to see you, Jesse. Haven't talked about sex education for a while. I remember when the first season was out, it got a bit of attention. So where is this show at now? Are we interested in season two or three? Uh, it's actually just about to air its fourth and final uh, season in okay. August. And I like to wait with Netflix shows, like to give them a few seasons <laughs> yeah. just to see what the critical reception is like. And they usually take about two years per season to produce anyways. So I've, I, can, I now have all three seasons to binge in preparation for the final season, which I'm really excited about. About. What's the premise? The premise is it's a young school and uh, it's a high school. It's set at a high school. And what I like about it is it, it isn't necessarily set in a specific uh, geographical region or time period. Everyone has British accents, but they have uh, there's all these American tropes like yeah. uh, football teams and lockers and stuff like that. It seems to be set in the 80s, but everybody has flip phones, <laughs> so it's more about like this could be happening anywhere at any time. I love that. And uh, this young student, his mom is a sex therapist, and he realizes that everybody. Uh, as, as all 16-year-olds do, are all dealing with their own uh, issues with puberty and yeah. their, their, own, their own sexual d- dysmorphias and functions, etc., etc. So he becomes the sort of uh, de facto school sex therapist, and he helps out his fellow students uh, with whatever problems they may have. So she, uh, so she's not the sex educator at his school. She just she does She's it just his mom. She's a professional. Right. And he is, of course, like taken a lot of her knowledge <laughs> and her insights, which he then shares uh, with his fellow 16-year-old cohort. Okay. So, so that premise is good for a few episodes, but obviously there's some other <laughs> stuff going on that um, helped it to last for several Absolutely, seasons. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's heartwarming. It's informative. I, I don't know if you've heard of the show Big Mouth, um, which is another mm. uh, Netflix show. Which I, so. I would, if I were to have, if I had a 14 year old, 15 year old uh, son or daughter, I would feel comfortable showing them this, and I think they would get a lot of insight and and that that, that they may not get from their actual uh, sex education yeah. at, at yeah. school. Uh, but there's so many great characters. They tackle everything in a really frank. Uh, realistic way that's that's never too uh, harsh or cruel you know everybody's just an awkward teen trying to figure their stuff out yeah basically. is it quite explicit it is quite explicit so if you have uh, a low tolerance for nudity I would skip it um, so yeah it's probably it's definitely on the R16 side of things yeah. but you gotta be you gotta be frank about this sort of stuff right you know? and I mean, presumably the lang- away. <laughs> presumably the language is pretty specific yeah too. yeah the, you know how 16 year old 16 year olds are uh, but the the shining star of the show is uh, Shuti Gatwa who plays is the best friend character. It's his first role ever in a television show, mm. and he's actually just been cast as the new Doctor Who. So if you're keen to see mm. uh, what his career was in the years before, this is really interesting because he's just young and vibrant. So it's very interesting that he's been cast as such an iconic character when I think he's only 18, yeah. 19. So wow. uh, people are calling him the sexy doctor. We'll see about that. <laughs> um, and am I right, Gillian Anderson? Gillian Anderson plays the therapist's mom, and she's hilarious. She does not understand uh, why she causes her son so much uncomfortableness with her frank sexual talk. Uh, but she, yeah, she gives a really great performance. She's clearly, everybody's just having a great time. It's just such an easy show uh, to pop on and learn some stuff, laugh a little bit, and feel your heart feel a little. Netflix? It is on Netflix, okay. yes. All three seasons, and season four comes August 17th. Uh, it's called Sex Education, and then The Bear, which will be next on my list because I loved season one. Yeah, me too. But remind people what this is all about. So, yeah, The Bear was probably the buzziest show last year. Mm. It stars uh, Jeremy Allen White, who uh, many will know from Shameless, as well as a cast of uh, near complete unknowns as they attempt to navigate running a uh, a, uh, a pastrami sandwich restaurant mm. in Chicago and I just love anything to do with with food and yeah. kitchens as I'm sure you do as well uh, so I just love there's extensive there's extensive shots of food food preparation
inspiration. They just treat it like this art form and this culture, uh, while at the still t- while at the same time delving into the interpersonal relationships uh, of these characters. And I've worked in kitchens before. I've worked as as a bartender, as a waiter uh, in the kitchen, and it's it's just so realistic to the point where it's almost anxiety inducing sometimes because you just want them to get these orders across, but everything is going wrong, and the ice cream machine is broken, yeah. and they don't have enough stock or whatever. <laughs> so it's a really good mix of hilarious, relatable moments and just like intense nail biting kitchen intensity yeah lots of people i've spoken to find it too intense they can't watch it yeah absolutely so my advice would be try and get past the first two episodes uh because the first two do really start off an intense pitch and you're you're not too familiar with the characters and you're kind of struggling to keep up but it actually does settle down and calms down a little bit and uh slowly fills out its its bench of characters in a really really heartfelt interesting way so i think uh, if you didn't quite vibe with the first two episodes push on and it does settle down but there are there are still episodes to come which will have your nerves on edge yeah. it's not gonna shy away from that um i don't know if you noticed one of the episodes in season one was a one-shot episode it was yes that was that well that unfortunately is the most impressive technically and the most viscerally intense episode it is it is one uh one take in real time of a service that they're undergoing while everything is going wrong and uh it's it actually might be the most stressful thing i've ever seen in my life so if you're into that it's great but uh it's a tough watch for sure but a a really worthwhile one especially in the wake of the pandemic and and all the the stresses and the pressures that the hospitality industry are under it's just really good to to get an insight into what it's really like and how how hard it is some great recommendations here from Brooks Alexander our TV reviewer uh Poker Face. I think this is TV. Oh, so the bear is uh, the bear Apple? is streaming on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. And uh, Poker Face. My next recommendation yeah. is streaming on TVNZ, which yeah. is honestly a fantastic streaming service. Yeah, they're really invested to, in it. You have to put. Yeah, they are invested in it. Yeah, you have to put up with ads, which is unfortunate, but mm. it's all free. So honestly, it's totally worth it. And they have a, a really amazing uh, bench of content at the moment. So I've been making my way through Poker Face, which uh, comes to us from the controversial writer director Rian Johnson, who uh, made my personal favorite Star Wars movie The Last Jedi but it pissed a lot of people off oh. uh, he also uh, wrote the Knives Out movies uh, and so I enjoyed The Last Jedi I, so what's, people, I? I what's people's problem people just you know they treat the, the original trilogy as hallowed sacred grounds yeah. and it, it made some some daring creative choices that uh, were just too much for some people and fair enough but I, I respect the balls on that movie yeah okay yeah. but Poker Face isn't sci-fi is it uh, no his uh, Ryan Johnson's current obsession is with murder mysteries so he's just made two Knives Out movies which I believe are both on Netflix and are both excellent and this is sort of his TV version of that and he wrote it specifically for star Natasha Lyonne who is mm-hmm. uh, just an incredible figure in Hollywood and unlike your typical murder mystery this one actually starts off at the end so you see exactly how and who committed the murder mm-hmm. and then it's all about just waiting for her, uh, Natasha Lyonne's detective character to sort of figure it out so it's more of like a how done it rather than a who done okay. it and she has this skill where she can tell if you're lying or not so it's you know who did it you know how they did it and you're watching this detective with the ability to detect anyone lying to her try and put the pieces together and uh, it's just really fast really fun it's it, every episode is set in a different location could be a gas station could be wherever she's working could be and it really explores rural america in interesting ways and it's just a fantastic it's very episodic one one episode is like a movie pop it on have a great time oh so it's one murder slash mystery per episode, per episode yeah. oh that's good there's a few season long mysteries but uh as a whole it's very self-contained what is it about that actor, Natasha Leon? Uh, she's just incredible. I mean, she's got this amazingly raspy voice from years of cigarette use, <laughs> but, you know, it, it adds to her appeal, I guess. And she was so good in... Um 
in Orange is the New Black uh, and, and her various film roles. She just is this, she's just very down to earth and has this every woman feel. Like uh, she doesn't look like uh, a stereotypical movie star has just rolled onto the set. You really relate to this, this woman who is just trying to help her friends out and solve these small scale murders that often the police wouldn't bother themselves with in rural America. Russian Doll. Was Russian it? Doll. Yes, that was that was another one of her, her have you iconic watched that? roles. I have. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Yeah, that was super cool. There's as another well. season of that. There is, which I haven't actually no, me seen. Neither. Yeah, because it felt like a one season. Exactly. Special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, was, I've seen enough of this, but I, I heard good things. That so, was yeah. the one where every time she died, she it's a time woke, woke up in the same spot. And then yeah. I think the second season gets into the multiverse, which is so it right now. Okay. And yeah, pass. <laughs> uh, the Righteous Gemstones. And yeah, my final recommendation for today is The Righteous Gemstones, which for me personally is sort of filling in that Succession-sized hole in my heart. Mm. Uh, Succession was easily my favorite show of this year, and I just love uh, the, the interpersonal squabblings of rich families, I guess you could yeah. say is my favorite genre. I love The White Lotus. Uh, and so this uh, is a very interesting satire of uh, specifically those American megachurches that sort of uh, capitalize on people's faith and turn it into profit. So it's not a satire on Christianity. It's a, it's a satire of those predatory megachurches. Mm. And uh, it comes to us from Danny McBride, who's just a hilarious writer-director. Many people know him for his film roles, but he's also been writing uh, hilarious TV show after hilarious TV show. What's he done on film? Um, well, film, he's just been a constant in like, there was just such a great run of comedies about 10 years ago with like uh, Pineapple Express and This is the End and Superbad. Uh, mostly Seth Rogen produced joints, mm. but if you watch any one of Seth Rogen's major motion pictures, uh, Danny McBride will probably steal right. the show as the as the main role. But he's he's not just known for his you know dumb stoner comedy, I guess. He's a really fantastic writer uh, and he's really interested in toxic masculinity and, and, and going a little deeper into his comedy. Um, and yeah, this is just such a great... Uh, I guess the theme for all these shows is that they're all sort of drama comedies you know i like that mixture mm. of uh you're laughing you're laughing and then it sort of sucker punches you i mm. guess so this is a great mix of that where it's this ridiculous oversized family who has been rich their whole life and have supercars and motorcycles and and uh and w- what that does to to, to children to, to grow up in that environment and then they'll hit you with a surprisingly emotional uh turn of the story i guess and the cast is great john goodman he is not in that many movies this th- these days but he, he's a starring role in the show and he's doing great and I feel like that's the perfect role for like an older actor to just sell down, do a few se- seasons yeah. of a TV show. Is he the head of the church? Out. He is, yeah. yeah. And he's ju- and he is actually a pretty good guy. And he's frustrated that his his children have grown up to be so shallow. Yeah, together. And when you're, it's like Sean Connery, right? Now, when you do a role. If you're John Goodman, you bring everything that you've ever done to that role. Exactly, mm. yeah, exactly. It's super iconic and super awesome. So I would write that is on Neon, and uh, the third season is currently airing now, and it's great. Yeah. Paul's listening. He said he thought Poker Face started awesome, but then it changed partway into the season. Yeah, I've heard those complaints that it does get a bit formulaic. Um, I'm currently only six or seven episodes in, okay. and the premise hasn't gotten stale yet, but I could possibly see it getting there if uh, Ryan doesn't uh, iterate on the formula enough times. Uh, but there's a reason why the police procedural has is, is been yeah. around since the days of Columbo in the 60s yeah. and 70s. Like, there are just a million different ways to uh-huh. write a crime and have someone solve it. So uh, it's been renewed for season two, so I'm interested to see where it goes because he clearly has a long-term plan. Someone else says The Bear, episode six in season two is crazy amazing. Have you got that <sighs> I've heard No, I haven't, but okay. that's all anybody can talk about. Oh, I really? love that. Yeah, when a okay. show comes out and everybody's like, episode seven is amazing. Oh, gosh, Similar gosh. to season one with the one take. Yeah. This one, I believe, is a it follows the story of a supporting 
supporting character oh. who a, a lot of people found unsympathetic in season one, mm. but apparently season two, you, they explore his family life. It's entirely about him in an episode at uh, his Italian family Thanksgiving dinner, I believe, and Italian-Americans have just said it's so accurate. That's oh. exactly what it was like, and so many people just found that really relatable and, and character deepening. Yeah. Brooks Alexander, thanks so much. Thank you very much. Uh, Brooks is our TV reviewer. There's four shows for you. The Righteous Gemstones, Poker Face, The Bear, and Sex Education. And I will occasionally mention this around um, our TV reviews uh, because so often people uh, find it difficult to find which TV show is on which streaming service or channel. There's a little um, website that Graham Tucker, our movie reviewer, put us onto called Just Watch. Uh, JustWatch.tv, I think. If you Google Just Watch, uh, and then you can put the name of a TV show in, and it'll tell you which local services screen it. It's not flawless, but it is pretty good.